Hey y'all, this is the Christ Center Conversations Podcast, and I'm Shelby Stanfill. And I'm Kevin Stanfill. Each week, we come together and discuss the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy listening to this week's episode. Welcome to episode three of the Stanfill Cast, the Book of Mormon podcast. I'm very excited to talk about First Nephi. I am too. Um, I think over this week, as I've read the first chapter of First Nephi, knowing that I was going to have to kind of report <laughs> about what I learned, I definitely dug a little bit deeper. Um, but it's also very simple you know so so we were joking earlier before the podcast that this is probably the the most read chapter in the book of mormon Um, (laughs) do you want to give a little bit more insight about that it's just it's so predictable how many times do we say we're gonna start to read and we do and then we give up right or something happens we're not committed as much and then you know months later we're like oh i gotta start over again go all the way back to first nephi i know that i have been in that boat like several several times and uh definitely know the first the first uh chapter well really the first verse very very well (laughs) so anyway i think it's funny well let's go ahead and dive in to the first chapter um you know basically we were introduced to our if if this were a a novel it would be our protagonist (laughs) Nephi and he explains that um he is the son of a prophet and his father's name is Lehi. And Lehi and his family, they live in Jerusalem about 600 BC. And it's significant that this is not just a, a random point on the history of Jerusalem um, and the, the people of Israel. In verse 4, touches on that um it says it's the first year of the reign of zedekiah king of judah and in that same year there were many prophets and they were all prophesying that they needed to repent or that the city was going to be destroyed so um, it's very important that we have historical context and in nephi he says and this is when i'm making that record and i know the record that i'm making is true which is very interesting that he says that because he he wants you to know like I'm not just let me give you some background and let me tell you what's going on and this really did happen so it can give us some insights into our reading of first Nephi chapter one well really the whole book um something in the in this chapter it talks about Lehi um 
being overcome with the spirit and he saw he saw a vision and he saw and it kind of starts in verse 7 and it goes down for a little while but he basically sees he says he thought he saw God sitting upon his throne so he sees God and and he also says he sees 12 others and they were very bright and then he was given a book that he was that he read and in this book he was uh overcome with I believe that this book now you can correct me if I'm wrong Kevin because anytime I see the word book in the scriptures I'm like what's that book but I think he saw the the history of the world like he saw what would happen to Jerusalem and because of that that's when he goes and he he's told to go preach repentance unto the people so that they can learn about their Savior Jesus Christ and and come unto him and be saved because if not they're going to be destroyed that's what happens when we don't keep the commandments we we lose the blessings that come with them and the people of Jerusalem you know they were they were pretty blessed at this point you know in so much that they started becoming stiff-necked right yeah, stiff-necked um and very proud proud of their material wealth and that's kind of you know the i don't want to say the beginning of the path to apostasy because really that's that's like further down the road you know if you're if you're all caught up in things of the world you've probably stepped off the path quite a bit to get to that point yeah i mean so the church has came out with the book of mormon videos um and they've been released every friday and the one that came out in the very first one shows uh, lehi um walking amongst these people of jerusalem and they are dressed in fine matter and they you know they're just very similar to our times now and i mean lehi the only way he really knows that to prophesy is to start standing up and saying people of jerusalem and and that's displayed in the video and i just think it's so interesting because today if someone stood up in the middle of new york city and started yelling oh people of new york you know, repent. It's not very effective nowadays. And so this, it it makes you wonder, our institute teacher, Brother Richens, he said, something good to ask yourself when you study the scriptures is, why is this important that it had to be in the scriptures? Like, what, what do I need to learn from that? And so I pose that question is, we're not, we're not there saying, oh, people of America or wherever we're at, repent, we're doing it in different ways. And I think that's there to show that we need to do that too. Right? Yeah. I I completely agree. I think, especially in our modern times, the getting up on a a (laughs) box um, and crying repentance to those around us, um, is very much akin to appearing kind of proud ourselves, right? Like holier than thou. Yeah. 
Um, and the Book of Mormon was preserved and written for our day. Um, so I think we can definitely learn something from that. I also feel as though, you know, Lehi was not the first prophet in this specific time period. Um, his contemporaries were Jeremiah and Daniel, among others. And if you think about it, Lehi going and crying repentance in the streets was almost a way to show the desperation of the Lord. He was very desperate that his people change before they were destroyed because we have a loving Heavenly Father. The Lord loves us. He doesn't want us to lose the companionship of the Spirit. He doesn't want us to live in squalor and live in captivity. Um, but he's also not going to stay the hand of those who would who would hurt us. What's uh, interesting is in verse 5 it says, uh, Wherefore it came to pass that my father Lehi, as he went forth, prayed unto the Lord, yea, even with all his heart in behalf of his people. And something that I wrote, I don't have it here on my phone, but in my scriptures, next to that verse, I wrote charity. And something, I mean, I feel like a big reason Lehi could have that courage to stand up in front of all those people was because of the charity that he had. He he knew somewhat of the capacity that the Lord has in his love for us. And so he was able to go out there and put himself out there. And he was mocked. I mean, he was not listened to. And neither were the previous prophets. They were not. I mean, they, they killed them. I mean, I think at one point they killed Jeremiah as well. Hmm. And so it really, um, we can ask ourselves, where is my charity at for my family? Where is my charity at for my neighbor? And how much do I love them? Right? And how much do I want to share the message of the gospel with them? Not trying to stand up and preach on a pedestal, but just bring it up in casual conversation you know the other night the other night um shelby and i went to the state fair (laughs) and we had a really good time and we at one point we were standing in line getting ready to ride a ride and we looked around at the multitudes (laughs) of people and shelby asked the question, how is Heavenly Father going to reach all of these people? And I think if I dug a little bit deeper, and I don't want to put words in her mouth, I think she meant specifically, how are all of these people going to receive the message of the restored gospel? And I answered one by one. And that makes me kind of sound like, you know, oh, I I knew the answer, you know. (laughs) But it is true that in today's world, the way that people are called unto repentance is not by some 
crazy looking bearded man on the street. <laughs> it's not through a commercial. It's not through a billboard. It's from someone that they know who they themselves are not a perfect individual, but they know how rich the blessings of the restored gospel and the restored church are. And so that, that was just something that I thought of. And going back to the whole first chapter of Nephi, um, most of it is Lehi seeing uh, the vision and then him acting on what he received and, and going down and, and preaching to the people in Jerusalem. Um, but Nephi, towards the end of the chapter, he says that he doesn't, he said, I'm, well, he says he'll make an account of the proceedings in his days and that he makes them on the plates. Um, and the, this is my favorite part towards the end is he says, I would show, I, I would that you should know that after the Lord had shown so many marvelous things unto my father, Lehi, yea, concerning the destruction of Jerusalem, behold, he went forth among the people and began to prophesy. And he says, And it did come to pass that the Jews did mock him because of the things which he had testified, for he truly testified of their wickedness and their abominations. And, manif and it goes on. So what I'm trying to say is that even though we can share the gospel and have charity and love, just like Lehi did, that doesn't mean that we won't be mocked, that we won't be made fun of, that people are going to think that we're wrong, and that they're going to take the truth to be hard. But at the very end, he says, But behold, I, Nephi, will show unto you that the tender mercies of the Lord are over all those whom he had chosen because of their faith to make them mighty even unto the power of deliverance. And I love that verse because it shows that even though these these things might happen, that you might be made fun of, that people might not accept what you're hearing, that the Lord is still going to bless you with little tender mercies to show that he cares and that he loves you and he appreciates the work that you're doing even if people are mocking you. And I, I just love that. You know, so often we hear about people who are strong in their faith. And maybe to us that means that they are very confident in the doctrine. They're very confident that there is a God that... Jesus Christ is their Savior, our Savior. But I think there's also another being strong in the faith where you know that despite these bad things that are happening, you feel the reassuring peace that comes through the Holy Ghost. Um... Nephi, he's here after the fact, writing. He's not, this wasn't his nightly journal. Right. Um, though it could have taken some things from a nightly journal. <laughs> um, this is probably near the, the end of his life, or at least late, much later after these events happened. So he has a perspective 
he remembers the adversity of the, which his father went through that he was mocked and persecuted which that mocking and persecution probably extended to his family you know it's not fun to go to school and your dad is being talked about as the the new prophet you know some guy probably some crazy guy yeah right? some crazy guy um and so but he has that perspective after the fact and he's seen all the many blessings he even he says i will show you the tender mercies of the lord he kind of sets the stage for the rest of the book of mormon right yeah he says hey look it's going to be hard but i'm going to show you that the lord is looking out for you and actually i said that to my sister kennedy earlier when i was facetiming her i said kennedy heavenly father and Jesus Christ are trying to show us every single second of every single day that they love us and that they want us to know that. But how often are we looking, right? How often are we looking for the tender mercies in our day? And I think a good question to ask yourself every day is, how have I seen the Lord's hand in my life today? And I can tell you today, I saw it in the sacrament and I saw it at church and I saw it and Kevin telling me I was beautiful and the food that we had that was so yummy and so he's like constantly trying to show us that he's aware of us um, and that he loves us so I, I would invite you guys this week to uh, look for those tender mercies and write them down and look for them in your day and I promise that you'll find them and you're going to be a lot more happier because you're going to know that you have a loving Father in Heaven looking after you. I want to testify that I know the things that Shelby said are true. I know that it may be hard to have a a long-term perspective especially we're when we're in our tribulations but we can seek some small solace in the scriptures we can go and we can read the stories in the Book of Mormon we can read the words of the prophets and something that I just love about the Book of Mormon is that they're are such simple truths expounded throughout the verses and there's some of the most beautiful uh, ways to convey the love of our Heavenly Father for us we are so so blessed to have this book I know that it's true I know that it leads to Christ and it leads back home to our Heavenly Father. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, that's why I married Kevin, everybody. Because he's awesome. But we will see you next week when we read and discuss chapter 2 of 1 Nephi. So you made it through chapter 1, so time for chapter 2. 
Share See you this, next week. Yeah, share this podcast with people too. Yeah, yeah, share it. If they want to know what the first chapter is about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we love y'all. Have a good night or good morning whenever you're listening to this. We hope you're enjoying the Christ Centered Conversations podcast featuring the Book of Mormon. If you have any suggestions for the show, please message us on Facebook at Kevin or Shelby Stanfill. We also invite you to visit churchofjesuschrist.org for more information on the Book of Mormon and the restored gospel of Jesus Christ.